0: 6.30 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.
1: Leon Dreisaitl gets the game winner with 5.31 left in the third period. And the Edmonton Oilers are back in the win column with a 5-3 decision over the Calgary Flames. Miko Koskinen, a big night, 44 saves. And the Oilers are able to respond. Once again, they give up the first goal. You know that happens almost all the time. 24 times in the last 28 games, in fact. They were down 2 nothing after the first period. They claw back into it. A couple of goals on the power play from Evan Bouchard. Brendan Perlini briefly gave them the lead late in the second period, though the Flames tied it before the end of the second. And then Drysidle gets the game winner and an empty net or four-point night for Leon Dreisaitl. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 11.06. We're in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. So the Oilers end a seven-game slide. Feeling a little better. Again, facing a really good goaltender like they did a couple nights ago, Rob, but they were able to solve them four times to get the win. And we'll start with Drysidle's game winner. Duncan Keith hits him with a pass, and we've seen you know Leon be able to cut in like that but it was kind of an oddly developing play because Pugliarvi was was driving the middle and things sort of got muddled up
2: it it did it was a two on three and the Calgary Flames were in good position but Pugliarvi going towards the net he and the defenseman kind of got tangled up and the Calgary Flame defenseman went down and when he did the other back checking Calgary Flame couldn't get around and all of a sudden, it turned into a one-on-one. And when Leon beat his man, he had all the time in the world to go to the net. And as it was just called, there are a world-class goal. Great talent, great patience, and great finish. And I think that's something that we haven't seen a lot lately from anyone in the Edmonton Oilers is, is great finish. And a very important goal and a very important win for the Edmonton Oilers that all of a sudden can start feeling good about themselves and just maybe forget what has happened everything over the last month and just start thinking positive about the way their game went tonight
1: we talk about goaltending a lot we talk about Miko Koskinen a lot who gets his first win since December 1st tonight 44 saves the Oilers were outshot 47 31 and by the way they only got six shots in the third period uh, one of them beat Markstrom one of them goes into the empty net and, and you know he, Koskinen He's interesting to talk about because it's not as if he never plays well. No, you're right. It's not as if he never plays well. It's just there are some nights you see him make big saves, and then he lets in goals where you're left a little befuddled about how they went in. Well, tonight, the three he gave up. I don't think you can pick apart, and he made some huge saves, including a couple where I was thinking, okay, there's one for Calgary, and he was awesome on the play. You
2: know, the Calgary Flames are going to be in the dressing room tonight thinking, okay, how did we let that one slip away? They had plenty of grade-A scoring chances. And and two in the third period that you remember is the one where uh, the Oilers' Benson doesn't get the puck out and all of a sudden it comes down low to Kachuk and in between his legs. uh, I've seen him on the highlights do it a few times. This one I saw it live and Koskinen is able just to hold on uh, with the puck between his arm and his body and then the two-on-one. The Calgary Flames... Did everything they wanted to do properly as Monahan put the puck right where he wanted to on the two-on-one. One timed it, and again, Koskinen comes all the way across. Uh, those are the important saves that the Oilers haven't got as of late. Those were ones that probably should have been goals, and it were taken away by Koskinen. Koskinen was excellent. the The Oilers do not win this game without the great goalie, goalie uh, goaltending of Miko Koskinen tonight. That's how good he was, and he outplayed. Uh, Markstrom in the opposite end who's having a fantastic year so uh, you're happy that the Oilers win this game but to me personally I'm happy for the night that Koskinen have I don't know if anyone is taking the abuse that he has taken over the last number of years here in Edmonton he's a backup goaltender that was pushed into uh, a spot because of injuries and he's had some good and he's had some bad and he's taken a ton of heat Tonight, he came out and was excellent in this hockey game and a big reason that the Oilers got two points.
1: And everybody's going to like this because Leon Draisaitl jumped on his own miss after his initial shot at the empty net and put it in with a tenth of a second on the clock. The Oilers get to 5 tonight, and we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com, so you can go print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit JVEdmonton.ca. 5-3, Oilers beat the Flames tonight. And, Rob, you know, one thing, we've obviously talked about uh, coaching Dave Tippett, and, you know, one win will... Take off the heat for a couple of days, and we'll talk about that. But let's go downstairs now. Here's Coach Tippett.
3: This one started out uh, very much like other games have started out, but it didn't end that way. You guys had something in the last 40 minutes
0: that was different. What was it? Well, again, it was was another. We felt like we were playing all right. You know, you felt like you're playing all right, and. uh, Go ahead. I don't need many. And we're down two all I could hear coming off, the players coming off after the first period, they're all just talking about, hey, we're still in this, let's go. And they come out and they had a great second period. Their power play got going a little bit. Oosh, a uh, couple of real nice shots. And then Perlini, a nice shot. And we, you know, we... Guys worked hard, happy for them. You know, you can tell that there was a, there's relief, but there's a happiness. You, you lose people don't realize the toll it takes on you. When you lose, you lose, it's, it's hurting everybody. So it's great to see them feel good about it for a night and hopefully it's a night that we can use to start building ourselves back up again.
4: Dave, it, it appeared that Miko was reading the plays really well tonight. He was over when the guys were shooting. Like he wasn't caught out of position. That save in the third period. I mean, that could have turned, it, yeah. turned the tide again that, for I, Calgary.
0: He made big saves. He made big saves for us. Gave us a chance to win, and that's uh, all the credit to him. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him right now, and he stepped in. And you know, that's that's uh, your Saturday night against your biggest rival on hockey night in Canada, and you're on a losing streak. There's a lot of pressure with that. He played very well.
4: And Bouchard, his ability on the point just to get the shots through—is that mm-hmm. is is? M-O. I mean, he gets a, it's a wrist shot. It's not a slapper, but he gets the shots through to the net.
0: One slapper, one wrister. Both, both real good shots. Jesse, really good job in front of the net too. Big guy taking the goalie's eyes away. So it was both really good plays.
5: Thank you. Hey Dave, uh, I know you just talked about Koskinen, but that save in the third period, tie game. Miko said it's the biggest save of his NHL career. Can you describe? The energy on the bench after that save?
0: It was, uh, there was energy throughout the game like that. Like he made some big saves. There was a couple that were kind of laying around the crease close. And uh, all, our guys were engaged right from the drop of the puck tonight. They were, actually, I should say that before that, Harry had them all revved up the, <laughs> before the game in the hallway, too. So, but it, it was, our guys were engaged and Miko was part of that, you know, and he played accordingly, made some big saves at the right time and allowed us to. Um, stay in the game and give ourselves a chance to win Drysdale makes a big play for us and those are things if, we, you know, if you look where we've been a big play happening at the right time or a big save at the right time, those are the difference between winning and losing sometimes we got, uh, we got the better end of it tonight
5: I know you talked about Bouchard a little bit, but his ability to get the puck through traffic it seems like he never looks down at the puck for a young guy to have instincts like that what can you say about Bouchard?
0: Well, that's what he's had. You know, that's why he was drafted so high. He has, uh, he has the ability to make things happen with the puck and, and not just, I mean, he shoots it hard, whether it's slap shot or wrist shot, and he's very accurate. So it's, uh, that's one of his strengths, and, you know, it was on display tonight. Thanks, Dave.
6: We, we to, Just to talk a little bit more about Bouchard, we saw, obviously, a shot on the power play, but is there any other element that you, you find that he brings to that group that uh, makes him successful there?
0: He just, but make- got, he just got poised with the puck. You know, he just got a. Some guys get uh, the puck and they get... They get excited. They get excited. And Bouch gets a puck and he doesn't get excited. There's some times when I wish he'd get a little more excited, maybe, but... For the most part, he doesn't get very excited, and he, uh, he makes good plays with the puck.
6: I know it's just one game, but is he making a case for a little bit more playing time with that top unit?
0: Yeah, I no, you know. You have success. That's what you're looking for, right? All right.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett as the Oilers beat the Flames 5-3. So, you know, we'll see where this goes now, Rob. Obviously, if there there are more losses coming out of this, the heat's going to continue to be on everybody. But I know, you know, I was asked on my show last night, it's come up, well, you know, have the players, you know, quit on Tippett? Or are they still listening to him? Well, look, I, they played really well in the first period against the Florida Panthers. I, I know the final scoreline was absolutely ugly. <laughs> and certainly they sagged in the third. Um you know, but tonight you're down two nothing after the first period, and 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 you rally to win. We don't know what Tip's future is going to be again, especially if there are more losses. But you know, I, I don't see, and it's been a frustrating, frustrating stretch. Uh, I, I I haven't seen any. Uh, well, let's pooch a few to get our coach out of here or, or you know, I mean, they kept coming tonight and they easily could have could have said after the first, ah, it's another write-off.
2: Well, when it comes to that, whether the players have quit on a coach and over the course of my career, you can cert- see certain teams that have. But the one thing here in Edmonton, Ken Holland has been more or less open all all year long about how he what he does with coaches. He also talks about and the players that come out and said that he he is open with his star players. Leon Dreisel and Connor McDavid both have said that they, they've talked to, to Ken Holland. They 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 know what's going on. They if there was a disconnect between the team and the coach, the co- Ken Holland would know that from talking with his star players. If his if Dave Tippett is still here, it's because the star players believe in him. As a coach, so anyone that thinks that you know the, the the players are quitting on, they're not listening anymore. This team has a general manager that talks to the stars. They have two superstars, generational superstars on their team. If they didn't feel in that dressing room that Dave Tippett was had the room, Dave Tippett wouldn't be here, and Ken Holland would move him or and and move on from him. So uh, to me, Dave Tippett has not lost this room. And not even close, and right now the team just went through a poor stretch, and right now they're trying to turn it around, so yeah, I don't I agree with you, this this team is playing for their coach, they, they like their coach, and Hopefully things will start working out in the right direction so that this coach and this team can be a playoff hockey club.
1: All right, the Oilers take it 5-3. Five, $500 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous tonight from James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They're giving $100 to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous every time the Oilers score throughout this season. The special teams battle. We always talk about it, Rob. Well, the the penalty kill percentage is going to go down again, unfortunately, because the Flames were uh, one for two on the power play. The Oilers, though, go two for three. Mm-hmm. So they cash in, Bouchard jumps in and scores a couple just over four minutes apart.
2: Well, the Oilers' power play hasn't been a difference maker uh, in this stretch. One, they're not getting a lot of power plays, and two, they weren't capitalizing enough to, ma- to make a change. And there's there's been games where they'd only get Two power plays, but they'd get one in a crucial time in the game, and they weren't capitalizing. Tonight, uh, they simplified. They put pucks on net. Uh, Evan Bouchard, there are still some warts in his game, in his own zone. But when he's in the offensive zone, he's got a shot that no one in the National Hockey League can shoot like. It's big, it's heavy, it it, it gets through. And the Oilers took advantage of that. Uh, Leon set him up for one-timer bang in the net. The next time comes to the other side, Connor McDavid throws it back there and just lets him walk in with a wrist shot. And I like that Dave Tippett pointed out the fact that yes, he Pugliarvi on um, both of those goals were in the eyes of that goaltender Markstrom. And he saw neither puck. And when you've got a defenseman that's got a heavy shot and hits net, and you got a goalie that can't see, you're going to have success. So uh, I don't know how long uh, Tyson Berry's going to be out with his upper lower body injury. injury <laughs> but it, the, the Oilers do have something in Evan Bouchard. And it, it adds something. Tyson Berry's got a good shot. He's got a very, very good shot and is very good on the power play. Evan Bouchard has a shot that's heavier and, and probably more dangerous, and that just makes a very dangerous power play even better. Well,
1: 37 games into the season, Evan Bouchard now has eight goals. I mean, that's a pretty good high teens pace well, for a, for a defenseman which is pretty good
2: that's an outside chance of 20 goal season the power
1: play update for extreme power products your full-line kubota dealer dealer with four locations including their new Camrose location check out extreme with an x powerproducts.com and i'm wondering too because i mean the Oilers' power play has what did i say before the game 18 mm-hmm. during this uh 15 game run so 24th in the league so not good. And, and we've seen some some nights. Now, obviously, you know, they miss Nugent Hopkins, keeping yep. plays alive and the little passes for sure. But we've seen a lot of games where teams have just been like, it's not going across to Leon. It's yep. not going across to Leon. But as soon as Bo- – I, I thought, anyway, Rob, you'll know way better than me from what you see from up here, I thought after Bouchard got the first one on the one-timer, the Flames had to defend – even though he scored again, they looked to me like they had to defend the second one differently because now they got two one-timers to work. Well,
2: and, and we've talked about that before. When uh, when a, def- a team on the power play shoots from the point, it pulls the defender out a little bit higher because he's got to get into a shooting lane. And when he does, that opens up the cross ice. But when the Oilers, for, for stretches where they would try to force the play across all the time and not use the high guy, well, it just played into the defensive Structure of a penalty killer because now all four can come back into a tighter box and they don't give that that play across. When you have success and the Vancouver Canucks, the next opponent for the Oilers, they're going to watch video of the Oilers scoring these two power play goals and they're going to see. Okay, we can't let this Bouchard uh shoot from there. We got to get we got a front and we got a bit closer. And when they do that, that will open up the cross ice pass to go to Dry settle back door for his one timer. It's just another weapon, and I think that's the biggest thing for the Oilers. They already got uh you know they're super loaded with weapons as it is now you add the fact that they've got this bomb from the back end that always finds its way through it just has gives the the oilers other opportunities to put the puck in the net
1: that's our adjustment of the game for pro drain Text for peace of mind down the line. We are going to get to some calls here in a few minutes at 780-496-0063. That's our hotline on Overtime Open Line presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way, but we want to go back down to the Hall of Fame room. Two guys that were excellent tonight, Leon Dreisaitl and Miko Koskinen.
7: Uh, I guess Leon, uh, obvious one is, is uh, just the sense of relief and how you guys feel after not just winning, but winning the way you did, sort of getting up off the canvas and coming back to win.
8: Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it feels great. Um, you know, losing is, is awful. It sucks. It's, it's not fun. It um, feels like there, there's always a cloud around you when you are losing. And, um, you know, obviously... We're not where we want to be yet, but this is the first step, and, and you get a start at one point, right? So um, Koski was amazing. Um, full full team effort, so it was a good game for us. I was going to say, uh, it's kind of awkward. He's sitting
7: right next to you, but uh, that first period could have gone in a different direction. He... Oh. And then again in the third, he made that one. You know, we made him a bunch, but there was one that still...
8: Yeah, he, he saved the game for us. I mean, he, he was our best player, uh, not even close tonight. So um, it's, uh, it's great for him. Uh, we, we love him uh, in the dressing room. Uh, we love playing for him. So um, I know this, this, this probably feels awkward right now. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, he, he was amazing. Uh, just over here, guys, uh, to your left. First, Miko, to
4: you. Just maybe walk us through your night. It was it was busy, really, from uh, start to finish. And then, Leon, uh, you, you kind of came in today. and You you sort of, you looked like you had a little bit of that, I don't want to uh, swagger back. Like, you looked like you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. And and was it like that? And did that show on the ice for you once you got out there? Do you want to go ahead? Yeah, I think we, we had
9: the swagger today, you know, we were two nothing down in uh, after first, but we still keep talking that we believe believe this and uh, we're gonna come back and uh, that's what exactly happened happened tonight. And um, like Leon said, like a whole whole full team effort. So it's really proud of the team and all of them.
8: Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, again, like when when you're losing. It feels like you have that cloud or that pressure on your shoulders, right? And you grip your stick a little bit too tight. Um, so this was a big night for for a lot of guys, you know. You just relieve a little bit of pressure and maybe not grip your stick so tight. And, and that that swagger is uh, is a huge part in that in confidence. Uh, we always talk about it. So uh, tonight was was a big night for us. <clears throat> uh, Miko, everyone.
3: Uh has pressure during tough times. You have had seemingly the most criticism. A lot of people taking shots at Miko Koskinen in the last couple of weeks. How do you block it out? How do you not let it affect you to play a game like you played tonight? Uh, you know, sometimes it's
9: it's tough. You don't want even, to even see that stuff, but it's you just open up the internet and it's on your face. So it's Tough, tough, sometimes to not say that, but usually I try to pluck everything. And you know, it's not my business, it's not my opinion. And uh, like I feel, feel that the boys are like behind me, so that's that's all what matters. And uh, I have to really thank for my teammates standing standing for me. And uh, you know, what what can I say? Team team is the most important. And um, obviously, those people who are. Telling that we're not a good team and uh, calling, calling us bad or whatever it is, they're not in our room, so it's really that doesn't matter. We have to believe in our room, ourselves, and uh, each others, and uh, I think today we prove that we're we can do that.
3: Leon, th- this game ended. It started the same as a lot of games, but it ended completely differently. Right? Your last 40 minutes for your team was was a different looking team than we've seen. Is that you know? How I guess I would ask why? What happened tonight that hasn't happened for a long time?
8: I, I don't know. I, I wish I could answer that. It's, last game we played an amazing first period. Uh, we dominate the best best team in the league and. and Look on the score sheet, and it's six nothing at the end of the night. Tonight, you know, he makes amazing saves in the first period. I mean, that's just the way hockey goes. And I said it this morning. I think the hockey gods—they keep it fair, you know. Um, They—every team goes through ups and downs. That's normal, but. We're not, we're not the team that loses seven in a row. Like we're not that bad. and I think everybody knows that, and we know that, and, and I think that's most important. And um, tonight just feels really, really good. but again, we, we have to continue and we have to keep pushing and getting better.
6: Um, Miko, it seems like you're really battling out there tonight. Was there a point in the game where you felt like this is your night, like, that the things
9: were going to go your, your way tonight? No, obviously every every time when you put your jersey on, you have that feeling that that's going to be your night. But it's not not like a different night. But you know, sometimes things happen and are not going your way. But we're we're just happy that we get the win tonight. Thanks. And Leon, uh, just you know, this game being against Calgary, not only a big
8: rival, but a team you're you're kind of battling with in the playoffs. How how much sweeter did that make it that it was against Calgary? Yeah, it makes it extra special, of course. Um, it's always fun beating uh, our, our biggest rival in the, in the league. So, um, But to be honest, it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter at this point in time when, when, when you're that deep into a slump or into losing. Um, you just, you're just looking to get that first win out of the way, and, and it doesn't really matter who it is. But it is a, a little bit extra special for
5: sure. Yeah. Miko, uh, just one question for me, uh, pretty simple question. That save in the third period, halfway through the period, where does that rank in terms of magnitude of saves you've had in your NHL career, given the circumstances? No, uh,
9: <laughs> I think it's my top top, top save in NHL. <laughs> if you think about the situation where we are, we, re- we really needed the win and uh,
7: We got the win, so we have to be happy for that. Thanks, Miko. Thank you. Uh, Hey, Leon, you you could kind of, like you were saying, you could kind of see this game coming, the way you guys were up against Ottawa and the way you guys came out again, Florida. When so much of what's been going on is maybe a result of that dark cloud, do you kind of see this as Maybe the springboard is, is going forward is the way you guys were looking for.
8: Yeah, that's that's the goal, right? Uh, we have to go into Vancouver now and bring that same effort and, and keep building our game and getting better and better. And um, yeah, you you hope that this is the start of of, of a really really good stretch for a team, right? Um, so yeah, hopefully hopefully it is.
1: Yes, Leon Draisaitl, Miko Koskinen pretty honest in their postgame comments as the Oilers beat the Calgary Flames 5-3 tonight at Rogers Place. Koskinen, 44 saves. He said, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. What did he say when you go on the internet and your face is everywhere about uh, how you're having a bit of a tough go? And he also called that save on Dubé. In the third period, the biggest one of his NHL career, which is pretty cool.
2: It was. Well, and it was pretty exciting in here, I tell you, because it looked like it was a sure goal. Because when you're passing that puck across as as Monaghan was, if you land it where you want to, you think that's an automatic goal because you put it right on a tee for Dubé and Dubé got good wood on it, but Koskinen got across. And that, that, again, I, I'm happy that the Oilers won, but I'm more happy for Koskinen as a couple of the questions said, no one's taken more heat. And again, it, it wasn't through a lack of effort. It wasn't like he was coming out not trying. He was just put in a position where the backup goalie was trying to carry a team and uh, it wasn't getting done. And, he was taking the heat when it was more than just a goaltender that was a problem here. But tonight, a, a total team effort. And I like the fact, and we talked about it, that Dave Tippett ran all four lines. He, he didn't, All of a sudden, you didn't get uh, one line sitting and playing three and a half, four minutes. I think everyone played eight and a half minutes or more. Late in the third period, all four lines were on in the last five, six minutes of that game. And I think that just, it, it's a team victory. And I think they felt more like a team because everybody contributed at different points of this hockey game.
1: All right. So the Oilers win 5-3. I can also tell you Dylan Holloway makes his debut with the Bakersfield Condors, gets two assists as the Condors also came back from a 2-0 deficit. They get a 4-3 win over the Barracuda. As we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Around the NHL, it is the Lightning beating up on the Sharks 7-1. That's actually good for Edmonton because they are ahead of San Jose in points percentage. The Sabres beat the Flyers 6-3. Wow, what a tough time at Philly. I mean,
2: geez. If Oiler fans thought they had it bad, uh, Philly fans have had they've it worse. A, they've had
1: a 10 and an 11-game 11 11
2: game losing streak. Yeah. And this was a, they thought they were going to be better this year. And, yeah, no, it's been a bad. And the unrestricted free agent, I think, Claude Giroux this year. So there could be a chance he could be moved at the deadline.
1: Bruins get by the Jets, 3-2. That's also good for the Oilers. Uh, Avalanche beat the Canadians, 3-2 in overtime. Devils knock off the Hurricanes, 7-4. Rangers pound the Coyotes, 7-3. Caps beat the Sens, 3-2 in overtime. Toronto wins on the road, 3-1 against the Islanders. Predators beat the Red Wings, 4-1 and the Wild win in overtime, 4-3 over the Blackhawks. Felino got the game winner. Both of the NFL playoff games were... Exciting. ...thrillers. Mm-hmm. Uh, since he beats Tennessee, 19-6, field goal on the last play, and San Francisco in the snow in the second half, 13-10 over Green Bay, field goal on the last play. San Francisco did virtually nothing offensively in the first half. Green Bay missed that field goal, at the end of the first yep. half, that would have made it 10 nothing. which, granted, you know, it's only, would have been only, two, but in a game but like that, that would have been, the points were yep. so hard to come by, and then San Francisco blocked a punt and scored a touchdown on it with four and a half minutes left. Green Bay got the ball, couldn't drive, and the Niners get it down close enough to win.
2: Well, I was reading, while well, well, we were listening there, I was reading about the Green Bay Packers apparently had one of the worst specialty teams throughout the season and it came to fruition in the playoff as a missed field goal and a blocked punt cost them a, a game. Uh, you're doing the NHL scores, so Kreider and Ovechkin, both tied now for most goals in the National Hockey League with 29, but Kreider had a power play goal, an even strength goal, and a shorthanded goal in his hat trick tonight for the New York Rangers. Oh. That's a not so a very Lemieux. He needed a penalty shot in an empty net. Yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't a Lemieux, <laughs> but it was a Chris Creek. You, you were in. Were you I in played that, that, game? that game. You yeah. were in that game, yeah. I did. And when we. No one really had any idea during the game that he had all those things. Right. And then afterwards, someone brought it up. He scored five different ways. I'm like, hey, wait a second. That's pretty good. <laughs> that Lemieux guy was good.
1: All right. Oilers beat the Flames 5-3, Edmonton 9-2 and against the Pacific Division, and that could be important as we go along here. We're going to get to your phone calls, and you'll hear from McDavid and Bouchard as well when we get back. Hartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
10: Monahan to
1: Anderson. round the boards, Lucic. Interior pass, bounced around. Here comes Yamamoto. Through Hannafin and driving down the right hand side. Lucic with another nice backtrack, and we've seen it all night. Uh-oh. And that pushed ahead for Monahan two on one. Cross ice, what timer? What a
10: save! Miko
1: Koskinen! A brilliant denial to prevent what seemed a certain Calgary goal yeah, a- for Dylan Dubé. What a save by Koskinen. Maybe his best of the year. Yeah, well, Koskinen said the best of his <laughs> career. He stopped Dubay with 10.40 left in the third. It was 3-3 at that point. Oilers win 5-3. The save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at refacemagic.ca. The Oilers were outshot 47-31. Including 17-6 in the third period. So Koskinen goes 17-17 for in the third, and the Oilers get two goals on... Now, one was an empty netter, but they get two goals on six shots. Yeah,
2: I mean, it it was a big win, an important win, but also uh, there's still some things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, I mean, this is like the the Calgary Flames are leaving this rink tonight saying, okay, we came into the third period tied. We had to kill a penalty. We outshot them 17-6, and and we lost by two. So... uh, a lot of positives about this game, but also things that still uh, there's some leaking, and we just heard the one, where, where in a tie game, late middle of the period, they give up a, a clear cut, two on one there was some miscommunication, there's misreads again, some odd man breaks but tonight, for the first time in a while, they got the saves when they needed and they got a little bit of puck luck, and I think that's something that the Oilers haven't gotten in a while
1: Alright, let's go to the Teed Hotline and welcome Mike to the show, Mike, hope you've had a good Saturday, go ahead
10: sir Drove in from Grand Prairie with my son uh, today, and uh, the first period there, it uh, there was a lot of nervous energy. It seemed like every time the weathers touched the puck, they, it was like a grenade. They were they were really nervous, and I thought Miko early on actually made a couple of saves and and uh, might have helped a little bit with some belief there. But then, you know, there's kind of that play that goes through Keith and. Miko leaves kind of a rebound there, and CeCe forgets to tie up his man, and they're trailing, and then they're down two, and you're thinking, oh, my God, here we go again. And uh, they finally got on the board, and looks like they found uh, somebody that probably should uh, be on the power play from, from now on. I think uh, Bouchard has a way of, you know, hammering the puck, but getting shots through, and it um, seems like other guys can't. Like that kind of wrist or snapshot there,
4: yeah.
10: Um, with the screen in front, you
4: know, and
10: all oh, good to finally uh No, oh, oh, we might allow. You know, so they can it. Exhale, exhale and soak and in the fan.
1: Yeah. For sure, Mike. I think we're starting to lose you there, but thanks for calling in and safe travels back to GP for sure. Yeah. We talked about Bouchard, and, and I'm sure he'll continue to get more power play time yep. throughout his career. I mean, obviously, he's relatively young. also want to ask you what do you think of. Uh, for the last two periods mcleod going up to play with mcdavid and yamamoto Uh,
2: i thought he looked looked fine uh he's got the speed to do it and i think that's huge when you're playing with Connor mcdavid you got to be able to keep up and he can and what i also like about it a couple times uh, he didn't defer he didn't just pass the puck away just because Connor was open he made plays himself he made hockey plays he drove wide he went around the net uh he looked he looked good he looked confident which is huge i think sometimes when a player who's a little further down in the lineup, gets moved up into a a spot with the top player. They get a little nervous or a little antsy, and and they get away from what made them successful. But uh, he looked good, and depending on what happens with players coming back, uh, maybe he stays there next game because I think with Hyman coming back, they'll put him with Leon. Maybe McLeod gets another look.
1: All right. I want to congratulate Shannon who gets a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. River Cree excitement bet on it. She took the over for Set the Line, which is a three-and-a-half combined points for McDavid and Dreisaitl. They get to six. McDavid had two assists. Dreisaitl gets two goals and two assists. So Dreisaitl now up to 58 points
2: on the season, 27 goals and 30 assists. I think that's tied for the league-league now again. Is he not? I think he is. I think he's tied with Ovechkin for the... Scoring lead. Let's go back to the certainty hotline. We have Abbas standing by. Hey,
1: Abbas, go ahead.
11: I've been here. This is my first call to you in the new year.
1: Good to hear from you.
11: Um, I gotta say, the game was awesome, even don't miss a lot of fights no, in Battle of Alberta. <laughs> but I'm, I'm proud of the fact that Leon got points. Uh, Bouchard was Osman the man of the hour. I mean, I've seen this guy play, and he's awesome, like, in person. I don't know if you guys realize, that. Like, you know, remember when they had the order programs? Because I remember reading that Yari Kree was the one that brought him to the Oilers did you know that well
1: yeah he there there was a, a connection there for sure with uh curry seeing him play yeah well i guess he would have been in the khl but being a, a finished goalie yeah, Abbas, yeah thanks thanks for calling buddy it's great to hear from you i know Abbas is, no problem. Uh, I, I know i, th- I think avis is out east so he's up uh, <laughs> even later than all of us here in alberta f- uh, phoning in yeah no fight tonight <laughs> i saw i saw some people on social media who were hoping for a fight tonight but uh were we even close I don't know. I think Nurse would have fought Zdorov maybe
2: if Zdorov <laughs> would have wanted to. <laughs> he was a little upset. That was a big hit. Uh, Darnell Nurse, he's usually the one giving uh, those big, hard hits, and he doesn't take them very often. But Zdorov, he's I've watched video a few times. or You see him on the highlights. He crushes guys when he hits them. Yeah,
1: he had a good game, I thought.
2: He did. He, I didn't realize how fast he was. Two or three times he lugged the mail all the way up from behind his own net. Uh, it, it, what, what it was was an entertaining game. Uh, very entertaining. It was, I think you said after the first period, very high event. Yep. A lot of odd man breaks, breakaways both ways, crossbars, posts. We talked about the, the big saves that Koskinen made to keep the game 3-3. But also Leon Draisaitl when the game was 3-3, rang one off the post as well. So it was, it was entertaining and hopefully a, a springboard for the Oilers to go uh, get maybe on a bit of a run. That's, this is what's so funny about this. The Oilers go on this 2-11-2 streak but because they win one game, the next time they get on the ice, they can start a winning streak. They can all of a sudden, hey, let's let's get a streak going on the other way. So uh, a confidence builder. Everyone feels good about themselves. They get a day off. Their goaltender was good, and now they get to worry about the next game on the road and hopefully start something going the other way.
1: Also, speaking of something that could have incited a fight, uh, Mangiapane got dry of right in the strudel there, eh?
2: <laughs> yeah, He did. It was uh, it was one of those ones, it, it didn't look as hurtful as it probably felt, because it was just a little tap, but, you know, a little tap in a certain spot really sends shockwaves through the rest of the body. As <laughs> Leon made his way over to the bench, and then you're on the bench. I, I used to hate that when the trainer would come down. You all right? Just give me a moment. Just... Don't come near me. You're not not rubbing it? I'm okay. I'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Orlers win
1: 5-3. We have John on the Certainty hotline. Hey, John, go ahead.
10: Hello, boys. How are you doing tonight? Good. Um, I was just
6: wondering, after this big win for the Orlers tonight, uh, what do you think the chances of
2: them... Make the playoffs or win in the Stanley Cup? Oh, well, well, that's, yeah. I Stanley mean, Cup, that's too hard to call. I've yeah, said right I mean, from day one they're going to make the playoffs, and I stick with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, it's, a, it's a good two points to get. Uh, I mean, in terms of points per, uh, points percentage, they are 10th in the West. In terms of points... Uh, they're not that high. Where would they be? Probably it's about nine, 12. 10 eleven? Yeah, 11th or 12th. I mean, that's the weird thing. They're they're four points behind San Jose, but in terms of points percentage, they now actually pass the Sharks tonight because they have four games in.
2: Yeah, they're still in it.
1: They're in the thick with, I mean, basically, if you look at the West, uh, Chicago, Seattle, and Arizona are pretty much out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vancouver is not. I mean, I know Vancouver's been playing better lately, but, th- I mean, they're 500, which in the NHL is not good enough and then kind of winnipeg edmonton dallas san jose calgary la you know even la and anaheim who are second and the third in the i mean here's the thing uh points percentage la's 549 anaheim's 547 uh edmonton's 541 well calgary's the best of those 583 so so, i mean it's it's very close right now
2: well and what's so weird about this year is just because of all the postponements there's teams that have played five, six games more than others. So it, it's kind of skewed when you look at the standings uh, for the points, just simply because one team has played so many more games and have had more opportunities. So uh, it'll all start to equal out as every team in the National Hockey League is now going to be playing more or less every second night the rest of the year, which is good. When you get on a roll, you want to play every second night. You want to feel good about yourself and you want to keep on playing. Uh, the Oilers, uh, I've said from the beginning, the, the Oilers are a playoff hockey club. And the only way you can win a Stanley Cup is by getting to the playoffs. And that's your first goal. And the Oilers took two points towards that goal tonight.
1: Okay, Oilers win at 5-3. You're also going to hear from Connor McDavid and Evan Bouchard. Some more time for your calls as well. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. CC with less than two minutes to go in this second period. The game tied at two. Lead pass right side, Derek Ryan. Racing into Perlini, a shot scores! Brendan Perlini off his stick in an eyelash. He's got three goals in four games, and Edmonton takes its first lead of the night, 3-2. Perlini from Ryan and CeCe, Ryan's first assist of the season, and yeah, Perlini up to four goals, Rob. I mean, he just fires that thing. It's, it's, it's Like Jack said, it's it's off the stick so quick.
2: Yeah, it was a wonderful play. He put himself into a shooting spot in a very quiet area on the ice. He got it on and off his stick. He didn't dust it off. He didn't stick handle it. And, again, uh, a player went in front of the eyes of the goaltender. When you put a puck on net with a little bit of juice behind it, uh, it has a chance to go in. And uh, he just keeps getting more and more confident. And it was good to see him when he was given an opportunity tonight uh, that uh, he was able to contribute. So again, the Oilers, which early in the season struggled finding uh, depth scoring, get another big goal from a depth player.
1: All right, let's go back to the certainty hotline. We have Aaron standing by. Hi, Aaron, thanks for calling. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Question,
11: do you think the Oilers make a move for a goalie before the deadline? And if so, with the uh, performance of Evan Bouchard tonight, do you think maybe Tyson Berry is a guy that they might put out there?
1: I th- well, I think that they're trying to get a goalie. Oh, I I mean, I I don't know. I I don't think the performance of Bouchard tonight, I think he would have to do it for a while, and now we have to wonder if Barry's healthy. But I I, I definitely think they're shopping for a goalie. I mean, you can't not.
2: You can't not, yeah. Well, especially now where they said that, was it Mike Smith is further away than they thought? Well, yeah,
1: Tippett said not close. I mean, Nuge might play. If Nuge doesn't play Tuesday, I would guess he plays Thursday. I mean, Nuge took part in most yeah. of the morning skate. He didn't do the lines. He's rushes close, and stuff. but
2: I mean, Mike's. They they need they need a little. They need to be solidified in net if they want to make a run. A to get the playoffs and B in the playoffs. And uh, as well as Koskinen played tonight, we know that Koskinen is a, a a backup goaltender, and they need a starter. So I don't know if when or if they'll be able to make a move, but I'm sure they're certainly looking and seeing what's out there. All right.
1: We have Sir Robert standing by. Sir Robert, thanks for staying up and giving us a call. Go ahead, my man.
6: Uh, hey guys, how you doing? Good. Well, I mean, you know what? As much as I've, as much as I've uh, uh, criticized Koskinen for his play, you know what? I gotta, I'm not, uh, I gotta give him credit tonight. He battled. He played a, he played a heck of a game. He made, he, he made big save after big save. It, you know, I thought in the first period to, you know, prevent the game from getting away. And then, especially in the third period, I mean, 17 shots against. I mean, he he made about two or three saves that I thought I thought were sure goals. So there's that. And then you know, and it was nice to see uh, nice to see the power play come through tonight, especially a uh, Bouchard. It's nice to see him, uh, you know, uh, score a couple. I liked the uh, I liked what. Uh, uh A goalie Irby did there on this. both those goals took away the eyes of Markstrom and Bouchard. Perfect shot, goalie can't see it. He's not stopping it. Now, on a to quickly touch on I guess if they if they're going to make a move for a goalie, which I I I do agree with Rob. If they if they want to make the playoffs, and especially if they want to make a run in the playoffs, they need a goalie. Kostin and Skinner that's not going to cut it. But you know what? I think if it you know. I think if you're gonna make a move, you gotta I think you gotta make it within the next month, but that's
1: just me. Yeah, thanks sir, Robert. I, I mean here's the thing. We're coming up on the halfway point of the season. What do they got? Four more. This was thirty seven, so they got four more to the halfway point mm-hmm. of the season. Um I, I mean I know it's only one win, but it does alleviate some stress yeah, absolutely, it, it does. you know, to get it. Um, you know, Skinner's gonna come out of protocol. Again, we don't know how, how bad it's gonna be with Smith. I, I mean, like I said, you you ha- It's the GM's job to always look. Yep. Uh, I mean, G- and GMs always talk. They they are always talking. Oh, well, remember I asked about this guy yep. six months ago. Well, you know, how's he doing now? Now, would you think maybe, you know, does he need a new home
2: or something like that? So, I'm sure I'm sure there's talking going on for sure. Yeah. Well, I without any doubt. And and the teams that have the best teams in the National League, the GMs of Florida and Tampa, they're talking. Everyone's trying to make their team better. How about the. The Minnesota Wild today, they pulled their goalie today and scored to tie the game up late in the game. 12th time this year, they've pulled their goalie and scored a goal. 12 That's times. That's incredible. That is, uh, I watched the game the other night when they did it for the 11th time. I just watched a highlight tonight. Their 12th time they've gone 6-on-5 and scored a goal. They, Whatever they're doing, somebody should copy that down and pass it to the other teams in the National Hockey League because it's working.
1: Okay, we'll get a couple more phone calls in before we go, but let's go back down to the Hall of Fame room. Connor McDavid, Evan Bouchard.
3: Connor, that, that game started like a lot of games have started recently, but it didn't end that way. Like the last 40 minutes, uh, you guys brought something to, you haven't brought a whole lot of lately. What what do you think was different? What changed? You know, I, I thought our
12: second period was good. We really uh, dictated the pace of the period, drew a few, drew a few uh, penalties, and, and our power play was able to capitalize. I think power play is a big part of our game, and you know, we were able to, to get ourselves back into it. And I'll um, you know, just scratch and claw to, to find a way to
3: get a win. That's how you get out of this. Uh, Evan, you, uh, I know the fans have been putting you on the power play for about two years in this town. Um, you get on there tonight, and and boom, the pucks are going in. Is it, I guess I would ask you, how long have you been looking forward to that opportunity to
7: be that guy in that spot? Um, I think if you ask... Any player that question, any player wants that um, position. You just got to work at it. You know, Tice runs it great, and um, you know, I just got the opportunity because excuse out, but um, like I said, I think any player would want to want to be on a power play.
4: Evan, you don't slap the puck. Those are wrist shots. Are you seeing something from there? At least with the slap shot, maybe a guy can get out and block it, but you get it away quickly. Has that always been
7: your, your MO? Uh, well, I think a big part of putting it through is making sure it went by the first guy, and, uh, and luckily for me, Jesse was doing a great job net that front. And he was doing the, uh, the dirty work in front, and that's what uh, you know—that's how goals come. Thank you. Hey Connor. Um, Leon mentioned it earlier that there was a bit of a, a cloud hanging over the team when when the losses pile up. Even if in some of those losses, you guys kind of maybe thought you deserved a better fate. What is something like this? Not just winning, but how you want to do for just the mental health of the mental health of the group and maybe open things up moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, when
12: you're losing games, it's obviously a bad feeling. Um, you know, we're human. We have feelings. You know, we. Uh, you know, that, 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 you know, those losses pile up and they weigh on you. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, just human nature. So, you know, it's nice to find a way to get a win and, you know, hopefully build a little momentum here.
5: Connor, uh, given all the outside noise, particularly in one position outside of the locker room, when you see Miko Koskinen make that save halfway through the third period in a tie game, what did that do for your group?
12: That's massive. You know, um, Meeks is a guy that, uh, you know, he's been,
5: uh,
12: um, you know, he's faced a lot of criticism. You know, same with a lot of our group, but, um, you know, he's a guy that we want to battle for. And, um, you know, he played great for us tonight. You know, he made a, a lot of big saves. And, you know, that one in particular was massive for us. Um, it gave us a chance
5: to win. Uh, on uh, Evans' second goal of the night, uh we talked about Ryan Nugent Hopkins this morning and how much this group misses a guy like Nugent Hopkins. Did you maybe steal something out of his playbook on that behind-the-back pass on the left-hand side to set up uh, Bouchard for a second? Uh, yeah, Nugent runs
12: a, a great power play on that side. You know, there's no doubt about it. Um, and we miss him out there. And um, just trying to fill the void for a little bit. And it uh, you know, it's pretty easy when Boo shoots it at, like you know, like he does. Um, you just got to get the puck in his hands and. He's going to make a good play, so um, he had the hot stick tonight, and um, he uh, did a great job up there.
4: Thanks, Connor. Um, sorry, Connor here. Um, can you maybe take us, uh, not so much maybe into the room, but maybe just inside your heads after a, a first period, you know, you're down and you guys come out. Did you just sort of continue doing what, what you have been doing? And then, Evan, you've sort of played this role as a, a power play quarterback your whole career. Is it a lot different when you get to the NHL and do it, or is it just sort of similar to the growth you've had
7: throughout your career? Yeah. Um... You know, it's hard to kind of change power plays up. You know, it's either this way or that way. Um, with the guys we have on the power play, it makes it uh, you know, that much easier they move the puck. Like I said, guys in front, uh, you know, doing a, playing a good role. So I think that was, uh, that was huge. Uh, I kind of okay.
4: forget your question. Okay, so did I. Uh, just a little bit about uh, just staying with it, confident, uh, pushing forward when you're, when you're down and eventually getting what you want.
7: Yeah,
12: I mean, it would have been uh, would have been easy to, to to fold up shop and and uh, you know, worry about the next one, you know, down two and and uh, um, yeah, but I thought our group responded well, you know, we um, came out and I thought uh, thought we were the better team in the second. I mean, he's kind of held us in it and, and like I said, you know, we had our chances, drew our, drew our power plays and and uh, found a way to get us back uh, into the game.
1: McDavid and Bouchard. Bouchard, a couple of goals. McDavid, a couple of assists as the Oilers beat the Flames 5-3. Bouchard tonight played a lot, 24-06. Nurse played 24-53. Nurse led the Oilers with five shots on goal. The ice time was more evenly distributed. Uh, Tyler Benson was the low for the Oilers at eight twenty six. He did go plus one and have three shots. Uh, Perlini played eight forty nine. He got the goal. Turris played nine minutes. Everybody else was over 10. And Benson's starting to muck it up a bit, isn't he, Rob? Well, not starting. Yeah, yeah. He's continuing to because he started a few games ago.
2: Well, he, I, he, I've been in his role where you're always, you're always an offensive player, and then you come to a team where, well, there's not a spot for that offensive player, and you got to learn how to play a different role. And he's a smart kid. He understands, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to be playing in the top six here. They look like they need guys in their role positions and i'm gonna go out and do it i'm gonna go out there and i'll get involved physically i'll try to be an irritant uh try to do all the right things get pucks in deep get uh, pucks out from my own zone uh, i mean he had the the one slip up today where he, he pat, turned it over in his own zone but those are fewer and far between but yeah he uh, he's engaging physically on a team that doesn't do that a whole lot It's much It's very noticeable
1: all right, a couple more on the CertainTeed hotline. We have Dylan standing by. Good morning, Dylan. It just turned to Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Go ahead.
11: Jay, okay, uh, yeah, I uh, thought um, Bouchard had a great game tonight. I think the first-line power play is should be his now. And um, Koskinen had a good bounce back from the other night. But I think you got to trade him because he came off a hot game. So... I mean, just get rid of him.
1: Do it right now, eh? Okay. Thanks, Dylan. Thank Pre- you. Appreciate it. 7804960063. We also have Gene on the line. Hi, Gene. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Well, I was hoping it was Gene Principe and you'd have a pun for us. I guess not, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
11: I, th- I think it's going to be a double Gene on the on the broadcast that will be. <laughs> but. A few things about the game, like I would say, for for the, this Battle for Alberta, this this should be a good step forward in making a run. Like considering how how their start to the twenty twenty two was n- didn't get up to a good set as what we would hope, but uh, I would say this is a good turnaround, and if they keep it up in the next few games, like uh, they're going to be in the race for the pl- for the playoffs, and and. I would say like uh, the season, like uh, as you guys mentioned, there's like only 45 games left, right? 45
1: games, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's what we're at. Yeah, 45. <laughs> yeah,
11: I would I would say like with the, and with those games in hand that they have, I would say like if they if they if they learn from from the from the from the losing streak that they had and like. Uh, and, and from tonight's win, I think it's a good it's a good build up to the next few games because they I think they're going to be in a tough they're going to be in against like tougher teams as they as they come. Am I correct?
1: Well, here's the thing, and thanks for the call. I mean, that's I mean, yeah, I mean they're they're right in the race. Yep. And, and you know, like I said, there's kind of those three teams and Vancouver's almost there that are pretty much out of it. So the Oilers are 9-2 and two within their division. If they keep doing well within their division, they will make the playoffs because those are the bigger quote-unquote four-point game, four yeah. games. Um, we've seen, you know, Calgary struggle against some Eastern teams. Mm-hmm. Van- I know Vancouver beat Washington, but they had kind of a road trip. Obviously, the Oilers have struggled against some Eastern teams. So it, 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 a lot of it could come down to you know you got a couple games left against Calgary uh what you got two left against Vancouver well, uh you got you haven't played you've yet to play the Sharks uh you still got you've only played the Ducks and the Kings once each uh they are two and oh against Vegas don't forget both uh both on the road but i mean it it's going to come down probably a lot against the three california teams yeah. the games remaining there
2: Well, what what happened is the Oilers went from a team that was going to challenge for the conference the way they started the season to a team that's in a dogfight, and they're still set up nicely. They still uh, they they do well against the teams they have to beat. Their their rate, their percentage-wise, they just made it a, a more exciting finish for playoff spots because of the little fall they've had. But the one thing that we've seen, they've gone, they've had their their rough patch, but we've seen they're capable of putting together big stretches of uh, big winning streaks, going nine and one, 16 and five. So. Uh, it, it is amazing that if they win in Vancouver, all of a sudden we're going to be talking about a winning streak and this long stretch that they struggled will be much forgotten. So this it's a confidence builder, and you can hear it in the relief of the players when they talked. They're excited that this is over with, and now they can start looking forward to going in the, the opposite direction. Big game from Koskinen,
1: 44 saves as the Oilers were outshot 47-31. Seidel scores twice in the last six minutes. He got the game winner and then got an empty netter with a tenth of a second on the clock. He has four points tonight as he added a couple of assists. Two goals for Bouchard, two assists for Connor McDavid. Get more on this game on 630 chcom or globalnews.ca. The Oilers will be off on Sunday, practice Monday, play in Vancouver on Tuesday. That's our next game broadcast. The face-off show will start at 6 and the puck will drop at 8. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer back at 630 Chad, and to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer inside Rogers Place. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center on behalf of Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. The Oilers win the Battle of Alberta 5-3. 630
2: Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.